Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. The NCAA basketball tournament is not fair. What do you mean? Loyola should not be allowed to be in the tournament. Oh, because of their... Uh... They have a 98-year-old nun. You can't a 98-year-old nun as your team chaplain. That's true. That, that's unfair. That's that's a very unfair. She got unfair. the direct line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sister Jean. She's not eating any meat today. Oh, Sister Jean Schmidt. Don't turn this into food. But she's not. She's probably having fish. Uh, she's uh, She's been around there forever, apparently. It, did you see the interview on TV with her yesterday? I did not. So this is all news to me. <clears throat> I she, love a charming nun, though. Wonderful. You're all in on St. Bonnie. I, uh, I, I, the, the church would hold me in suspicion if I didn't pick just Catholic schools. Right. Yeah. Remember, uh, who the uh, the school will uh, cover all bets. What was your? Uh, oh, that was at Creighton in about 1950. Uh, the students were betting. Uh, on a Cretan St. Thomas High School football game. Okay. And the uh, a lot of the kids were betting that Cretan would win. Of course they would. And, and betting violated the school's behavior yes. policy. <laughs> and so uh, whoever the head chief brother was at the time, he comes on the PA system and he says, it's come to my attention. And now everybody's shaking. Right. Yeah, this is serious. It's come to my attention that some of you have been placing bets on tonight's football game. I just want you to know the office will cover all of them. (laughs) 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 To which everyone had a sigh of relief. Sister Jane Schmidt, 98, sees Loyola Chicago win first NCAA tournament game in 33 years. Mm. The whole thing was a ray of hope. It probably drove uh, uh, the gang in Madison, Wisconsin crazy. I'm I'm sure they were trying to pull up somehow saying you can't do this. They had the ambulance fired up. Yep. But they just couldn't get any uh, purchase, couldn't get any up. She, because she just plainly attributed to God. 
As well she should. Thank God she said. Thank God we did it because we knew we would. And when we were uh, uh, when, and when we were in the locker room ahead of the game, we just knew we would do this. Our team is so great and they don't care who makes the points so long as we win the game. And I said, we're going to get that big W up there and we did. <laughs> Dedication. Schmidt is set to lead the pregame prayer again Saturday as Loyola Chicago plays Tennessee. The Ramblers reached the Sweet 16 in 1985 before losing to Patrick Ewing in Georgetown. Oh, I remember that. With his T-shirt. Mm-hmm. She suffered a hip injury earlier in the season. Uh, maybe that's why she's in the wheelchair. <clears throat> but uh, I don't. I, if I'm Tennessee, I'm lodging a complaint. Gotta love those nuns. You can't have this. Well, is, mo- most of them anyway. We'll get to is, that later. Yeah. Oh, please listen in the 2 o'clock hour today. I, I, I can't do it right off the bat. Uh, we ha- And it's a ray of hope that the Star Tribune printed this. It really is. I, I tip my cap to... Uh, it was well written. Maura Lerner. She used to work for the Pioneer Press? I don't know. Uh, the most definitive example of the destroyed academy academy is right here in our town in the twin cities and we'll get to it in the two o'clock hour uh, an absolutely stunning uh, development that uh suggests to me uh, that this particular institution is not is not dis- being destroyed it's destroyed it's mm. o- it's over Okay, and we'll we'll get to it. Is John Hinderotter going to join us uh, at two twelve? Right after of the American the, uh, Experiment, second segment after the first uh, second hour. All right. How is everybody? It's St. Patty's Day. Ah, uh, well, it's not yet, but it's coming up soon, Lassie. You, you thought you were Irish, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it. In fact, I've got the sheet right here. I I went to ancestry dot com because yeah. I knew that there was a portion of me was Irish. Oh yeah, I grew up all my life believing I was a little bit Irish. Yeah, but thanks to ancestry dot com, yeah. now I know I'm just a drunk. <laughs> but boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that was very funny. Uh, yes, that was sent into us. Uh, I would imagine we'll hear from Rick from Harlingen, really? Texas. Okay. Well, I hope so. He He's probably to... got some good jokes. I don't know. I have no idea. You know when those kids had their walkout for the gun uh, yes. complaints? Uh, a custodian at a South Carolina high school uh, went through all their book bags and stole their money. Aisha <laughs> Evans stole 180 bucks from three Richland Northeast High School students while they participated in a national protest against gun violence, according to the Richland County Sheriff's Department. Well, that was one way to do it, huh? I guess so. An Ohio student suspended for refusing to leave classroom during the uh, uh, walkout was suspended because he didn't leave the classroom. What? Mm-hmm. A high school student in Hilliard, Ohio, didn't want to pick sides in the contentious gun debate surrounding Wednesday's national walkout, so he stayed in class instead of joining a largely anti-gun protest or an alternative study hall. Hilliard Davidson High School senior Jacob Shoemaker was then slapped with a suspension. Wow, there's tolerance, huh? The student argued that divisive politics have no place in America's schools, and he refused to take sides in the debate, according to the Associated Press. Shoemaker's suspension citation was posted online, possibly by a friend, and the story quickly went what? Uh, viral. Uh, viral. Student refused to follow instructions after being warned repeatedly by several administrators, the letter said. Student not permitted on school property. Uh, 
what a, uh, that's a teachable moment. He's doing his nonconformist to the nonconformists that have walked out, and he says, I'm, I don't believe in it, so I'm not going to go with the cause. Oh, you're suspended. You're kicked out. Uh, it happened right here. A viral video taken at a Minnesota high school during National Walkout Day has garnered millions of views. Students across the U.S. Well, okay. Uh, but a student holding a sign supporting gun rights at New Prague High School said the principal told him to give up the sign or leave school property. I came out here with a poster trying to make a difference, said Andy Dawson, a senior. Dawson said Principal Lonnie Seifert told him to give up the sign that read, Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Or leave the property. I stood in the back, he said, I didn't try and cause a ruckus, but I was seen by the principal and he came and we had that exchange. The district said in a statement that such items must be submitted to and reviewed by school administration at least 24 hours in advance. There's no way they looked at every other sign. B as in B, S as in S. Oh, okay, there's another peak right there. Dawson said other students had signs and uh, told him they didn't know about that policy either. Uh, Administration didn't fairly use their policy across the board. He said, I felt like I was singled out unjustly. And uh, you were because you had the, in the principal's eyes, you had the wrong position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawson uh, is thankful for the support, but he said the focus should be on the victims of school shootings while also exploring other ways to protect students. Across the country, people are using students to push the rhetoric of gun control, Dawson said, and I wanted to come out here and at the same time while supporting the victims come forward with an attitude that shows a different viewpoint. You can't, not in the academy. Can't have a different. You're, you're going to have the viewpoint you're told to have. We're not. We're not getting a peek anymore. No, of, of the cards. They're oh, just no. showing the, the whole windows hand. wide open. Here's what I got. The windows wide open. Uh, what did the kids in Chicago do? I had that too. Uh, Chicago police are trying to identify the dozens of students from Simeon Career Academy who they said took part in a vandalism spree while they were supposed to be protesting guns. Shoppers and store employees were stunned at the destruction Wednesday morning at the Walmart in Chatham Market on the south side. Uh, Chicago police said it started with students at neighboring Simeon Career Academy were allowed to leave the school for 17 minutes to protest uh, guns. Police say 40 to 60 of those students crossed the street and trashed the Walmart store, knocking over product displays, yanking items off shelves, breaking packages, and stealing items like chips and candy. Ah, classic. <laughs> they, were, they were really behind the protest. Uh, some of the students told Fox 32 that at Simeon that they're angry that a walkout intended to promote peace instead led to vandalism. Uh, Fox 32 showed the video to 21st Ward Alderman Howard Brookins, who was instrumental in getting the big box retailer to move to the south side. We worked too hard to get these national retailers here in our community, and this doesn't help. It makes no sense to tear up the community, which you call home. Yep. Jeez. But... Yes, Bill? Well, I'm not from Harlingen, Texas, but oh. i got a story for you. All right. A couple reaches their 40th wedding anniversary, so they decide to go to O'Gara's to celebrate. Okay. They just finished dinner when suddenly a tiny leprechaun appears on their table. Sharn and Begara, 40 years of marriage. I'm so proud of you. I wish to grant each a wish. The wife goes first. That's easy. I'd like to travel around the world with my wonderful husband. Poof. Two first-class tickets for a round-the-world cruise on the QE2 magically appear on the table. Now it's the husband's turn, and he says, I cannot tell a lie. I wish I had a wife that was 30 years younger than me. And poof, he was 92 years old. (laughs) 
Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh huh. Just a minute here oh, we go. That guy's gonna pay for that one. Isn't why didn't he? that? Uh, really why didn't gonna, that sound? Let's there. try that again. It's the end of the world as we know it. Feels fine. Joe Suchere. Uh, to join us on the uh, Patriot Realty phone line, 646-8255, or uh, what is the other one? Um, 815? Six, uh, no, 877-615-1500, or 651-646-8255. That's right. Yep. This one's called The Irish Angler. Uh, a, bit fish, a bit of fishing were we doing. The rain was pouring down. And there, standing in front of a big puddle outside the pub, was an old man soaking wet, holding a stick with a piece of string dangling in the water. Mm. A passerby stopped and said, What are you doing? Fishing, replied the old man. Feeling sorry for the old man, the gentleman says, Come on in, out of the rain, and have a drink with me. In the warmth of the pub, as they were sipping their whiskey, the gentleman could not resist asking, So how many have you caught today? You're my eighth. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's why that's funny. You're my Steve eighth. Otomi. Ah. <laughs> walks into a bar. Yeah. And the bartender says, What do you want? He says, I'll have a tin roof. And the bartender says, What's a tin roof? Otomi informs him that it's a shot of all your top-shelf liquors all in the same glass. Otomi slams it down in one slug. The bartender says, that'll be $130, please. Otomi is amused and says, no, no, no. A tin roof is on the house, right? See? Oh, <laughs> the tin roof is yep. the, up there on the house. That's pretty good. Yeah. Still, it doesn't top the... Uh... About six bucks. That's probably one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. <laughs> or, Arnie, you have no, it? no. Do you have it? Do you have the six buck joke? <clears throat> um, was that saved in our crack uh, technology? I think so. I gotta, I gotta, you have to give me a little time here. Generally, uh, those kinds of things. Say, how you doing on your brackets, fella? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm a second in command uh, at the station as far as really? the... Really? Uh, yes. Uh, as far as the staff is concerned. Bracket challenge. How's a, a bracket? It's like racket with a B. See, I'm getting a text now from a fellow in Florida. Yes. Is he playing golf? Just got home from the range. I had to have an ice cold beer to cool down. Yeah. A, yeah. I got a new fart button today. <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to get old. No, it really won't. <laughs> never going to get old. You ever find it, Rook? Uh, no, I'll need, I'll need a little more time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, what is this one? Whoa, what is this one? Whoa, whoa. Uh, great... Carl, go ahead, please. Yeah, it, they went into the nursing home uh, in the Al's room at the nursing home. And who, who went in? Said, what now? I'm sorry. Who went into a nursing home? Well, the nurse. Okay. Went in to check on Al at the nursing home, and he was taking the shoe polish and putting it all over his swimsuit area. And uh, the nurse said, no. Al, 
You heard it wrong. They said, turn the clocks back. <laughs> oh, Al, Al, how could you do that, Al? <laughs> I still need time to find the other one. Oh, Al. Oh, Al. Poor Al. And the way Carl's voice gets so perfect there. Oh, oh perfect. We haven't heard oh, from very... Carl in a while. I wonder what he's doing for... Uh... For St. Paddy's Day. Paddy's celebrating. Uh, is he Irish? Does I don't know matter? what Carl's nationality Well, is. that's true. It doesn't really matter on a day like today, does it? Everybody's, everybody's, no, or tomorrow, everybody's Irish. Tomorrow. No, Al. Yeah. I'm not. I've just learned I'm just a drunk. Well, you went to Ancestry.com. Yes, yes. Uh, I only have, I think I had three games wrong yesterday. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, These things are determined by the most games you get correct, right? There you go. Yes, right, for each win, you well, get I'm a sorry. point. Oh, you get a point. Well, or two points. That's that's usually how the bracket goes. <laughs> well, in other words, in other words, somebody could win uh, in their group. Uh, let's say a family uh, gets fifteen people involved in a group. Yes, you can win it without uh, n- naming the actual champion, can't you? That's correct. Uh, y- yeah, it'd be difficult, well, but yes, you could because you see the points <clears throat> increase. As we go round to round, you see. Uh-huh. So if you pick the champion, that could be worth the same amount as getting you know five right in the second round. Oh, I see. I get it. That's how that goes. Yeah. What are you looking at? I'm looking at my. I'm pulling up my bracket on the uh, bracket challenge on 1500ESPN.com to see where I currently am. All right. <clears throat> uh, wild play tonight. I believe they're at Arizona. Nope. Vegas? Yep. Vegas. They're at Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their first trip there, right? And uh, did are we still getting teams with the Vegas flu when they go in there? Oh, I don't know. That's right. Pe- <laughs> people were getting sick when they went to Vegas. <laughs> I'm unnerved by uh, the National Hockey League in Las Vegas. Why? Because uh, I don't like Las Vegas. It, it gives me the willies. I get an anxiety attack. In, in, uh, I, I don't, just I don't like it. I just don't like. I've it. never oh. been, and I have zero desire to. Oh, go. I, can't, I can't. I was just talking to my wife about this. We want to take a quick trip to Vegas. Why? 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 Uh, I like Vegas. Well, have you been there? Yeah. What's to like? Uh, I like the people watching. I like the uh, the casinos, the Bellagio with the fresh flowers. The Venetians got the. Uh, I mean, everything. I like the uh, the themes. Do you gamble? I'm not much of a gambler. See, I don't like to gamble either. I, I, I mean, really I would don't. sit down and play some uh, blackjack, but it wouldn't consume me. I might do it for an hour, and then I would get bored, and then go sit by the pool. I just, I just don't like to be <clears throat> inside. Can you play euchre in Vegas? I'm pretty good at euchre. Euchre? Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, team uh, double pumpers. Yeah. Uh, is in third place. Uh, a lot of luck. That is Judd's team is in first place with 15. And then the team. So you're talking to somebody that you uh, have presumed is interested in this. Well, it's our station challenge. The team Famunda. Okay, why don't you spend your time finding Al's joke and we'll get we'll bring height in. Garage logic segment number three. I got Elvis on my elbow. Here's John Height. 
Thank you, Joe. Sunny and 35 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFast. The Twins, a split squad action today. Right now, they're playing Tampa Bay. They're down 3-1 to one in the fifth inning. Jose Barrios, uh, he went three and a third inning. Uh, four hits, gave up three runs, although only one of those were earned. Two Twins airs uh, in between all of that. How many times have they played Tampa this spring? A lot, yeah. Uh, Twins third baseman Miguel Sano, by the way, scratched from the lineup in that game. Uh, he has a bruised right knee that he suffered yesterday sliding into second base. Uh, tonight, some different ball players from the Twins will play the Boston Red Sox. Minnesota Wild in action tonight. They're out in Nevada to play the Golden Knights. The women golfers open up their NCAA tournament action today. They'll play a 4 o'clock game against Green Bay and Minnesota United Soccer on this station this weekend. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, they open up their home season with a game against the Chicago Fire You'll hear it right here, 1230 pre-match, 1 o'clock start on 1500 ESPN. A St. Patrick's Day crowd for the old soccer tilt. That'll be a a festive atmosphere. Did you see where the executives of the Saints, the minor league Saints in St. Paul, have had to uh, go to the legislature to try to get uh, an exemption from having to pay the the state's minimum wage because they'll put them out of business? Uh, apparently, their average that. the average wage for a Saints player when you factor in everything so is about nine dollars an hour. Well, you know, <laughs> put them out of business. Meanwhile, I think the Saints right, and, have and made the league shirt. has a salary cap uh, of and to pay the minimum wage would violate the league's salary cap. So, just thought I'd tell you that. Got it. News notes from today. Governor Dayton wants to undo some GOP-backed tax breaks passed last year and give money back to Minnesota families, he says. Removing tax cuts for some tobacco products, commercial properties, and wealthy estates passed and signed into law last year was a part of the Democratic governor's budget proposal released today. Those measures work in tandem with Dayton's plan to align Minnesota taxes with new federal tax cuts while giving 2 million residents additional relief. Legislature's central focus this year is on ensuring tax filing season goes smoothly for Minnesotans next year while offsetting some anticipated tax increases. Dayton's plan sets up a fight with the Republican-controlled legislature. He also wants to expand preschool funding again and pay for school security enhancements across Minnesota. People who repeatedly drive drunk could lose their driver's license after a fifth offense under a measure state lawmakers hope will reduce the number of crashes on Minnesota roads. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You said five? That'd be five, uh, yes. Yes. Five offenses. I'm surprised you would wow. be allowed that many. The state has one of the nation's highest rates of repeat drunken driving offenses, according to a 2014 report from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. But Representative Dario Anselmo from Edina said it was the outrageous story of Danny Lee Betcher. Remember him from New York Mills? Yep. That inspired him to propose this measure. Betcher charged with his 28th drunken driving offense last October. Why, why was he not locked up? I'm sure he, he was. He had been several times, uh, as I recall the story. He served time. For... He didn't even know he could drive a bus. <laughs> and uh, it's not, I'm sorry, I shouldn't giggle. It's no. not funny. But remember, he was arrested driving 10 miles an hour on yep. Highway 10 yep. in New York Mills. Oh, my God. Uh, the license revocation he's proposing would not necessarily be permanent. He said, but, but, okay, you idiots, taking away his license is obviously not going to do the trick. Why are things this complicated? And I don't know why I'm getting all worked up. Why are right. you? Really well, are. because oh, wow. this is the kind of crap that kiss people, right. and they don't seem to sense the urgency in regards to it. That guy's a real candidate for Uber, isn't he? Yeah. Is there such a thing in New York Mills, I wonder? I don't know uh, that they would have that. Yeah. They might have one tax. Million dollar idea. Yeah. No, not really. Yeah, because you can't make <laughs> okay, much uh, money off of Can't make much Rick. money off one guy. Yeah. $170 idea. Yeah. yeah. Per year. Right. Per year. 
Selma said after talking. Got to go to work. <laughs> Rick needs a ride home. Right. I'll be back in 28 minutes. <laughs> after talking with people, he said he decided to include an option for someone to petition the court to restore their license 10 years after it's revoked. Authorities said today that the cables suspending that pedestrian bridge that fell yesterday were being tightened after a stress test when the 950-ton concrete span collapsed over traffic, killing at least six people only days after its installation was celebrated as a technological innovation. State and federal investigators worked to figure out how and why the five-day-old span failed. Florida politicians pointed to the stress test and loosened cables as possible factors. At least one victim, a student at Florida International University, and several construction workers among the 10 people treated at hospitals. Uh, no identities have been released. Authorities do say, though, additional victims will likely be found in vehicles crushed under the immense slab as the rubble is removed. We'll have more on that in the next segment. President- okay, so, so that means then that there are still some uh, vehicles under there yeah, right. where they haven't you know, got the crane or they, the, the jaw of life to lift it. No, they've, it's now called a recovery. Uh, It's no longer a rescue. President Trump has decided to remove H.R. McMaster as his national security advisor and is actively discussing potential replacements. That, according to five people with knowledge of the plans, Trump is comfortable with ousting McMaster, they say, with whom he never personally gelled, but is willing to take time executing the move because he wants to ensure both that the three-star army general is not humiliated and that there is a strong successor lined up. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders pushed back on that a rumor late yesterday by tweeting, just spoke to POTUS and General H.R. McMaster. Contrary to reports, they have a good working relationship and there are no changes coming at the NSC. A Malaysian firefighter who was famous for his snake handling skills reportedly died after he was bitten by a cobra. 33-year-old Abu Hussein died during the operation uh, during an operation in Bentong, Malaysia, Maud Sani Harul with the Salangor Fire and Rescue Department told the Star Online that Hussein was bitten and sent to a nearby hospital. His body will be transported to his hometown. Hussein was known as the Snake Whisperer and famous <laughs> in Malaysia. Yeah. You think that works with the ladies? It didn't, hey, work. The, it, uh, it didn't work for this guy. I'm right? the number one snake charmer yeah. in the entire country. Yeah. He reportedly lived with several snakes to better understand their behavior. Oh, in God. October, he was featured on Asia's Got Talent. Right. Where he kissed. Oh. Did he bring a snake out? On <laughs> yeah. He, not only did he bring a snake out, he kissed a cobra on the head. Really? Yeah. He buy a dinner first? Yeah. 26. And they had a cigarette. Right. <laughs> In 2016, British tabloids claimed that Hussein married a 10-foot-long cobra of because he did he, because he thought it was a reincarnated girlfriend. He denied those reports and expressed disappointment over them. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here. Right. You got, uh, Who gets to eulogize him, you know? Here. He really loves snakes. Yeah. He loves serpents. He thought he was a snake whisperer, yeah. folks, and he just didn't. We yeah. are here to get this man and this serpent. He s- kissed a serpent. <laughs> Hussein was 33 years old. Mm. Actor Burt Reynolds, with an extensive interview, uh, said, uh, among other things, he didn't really like working with Kathleen Turner and called her the most overrated actress he ever worked with. That's pretty blunt, isn't it? It When did he work with Kathleen Turner? They starred in a film, Brooke, funny you should ask, called Switching Channels. Never heard of it. He said, uh, it's the worst movie he ever worked on. He hated working on it for two reasons. It wasn't a good movie, and he didn't like working with Kathleen Turner. I'd like to solve the puzzle, Alex. Reynolds had nothing but kind words to say about his best little whorehouse in Texas co-star, Dolly Parton. Even though the country music legend once branded working with Reynolds a nightmare, 
Bert said he was crazy about Dolly and says there's nothing bad to say about Dolly. Reynolds has been friends with President Trump for several decades, but he isn't convinced by his actions while he's been in office. He told uh, said of the president, he is doing some good things, but mostly he's just acting on his instincts, which are not good. Uh, Bert turned down the chance, I didn't know this, to star as the original James Bond. I didn't know that either. And, of course, went to Sir Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh, Bert says he didn't feel like an American should portray the British spy. He admitted he still wishes he had not rejected that role. And Plus, uh, I like uh, chewing gum a lot. I can't see James. Seems like Bert would have been chewing gum yeah. as James Bond, and that wouldn't work. I just want to solve the puzzle. That's, <laughs> uh, that, that's not the only famous role he turned down. He also was offered Harrison Ford's Star Wars part of Han Solo. That wouldn't have worked. He turned that down. You know why? Uh, he said, quote, I don't like science fiction. Huh. So, All right. That's why he did not uh, take that part. We have uh, weather coming up with, I'm going to tell you who it's with. Oh, yeah, because Dave's uh, taking a couple of days off. Sam Ryan. Got it. Forecast in place of David Wallace Dahl is brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Locations in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and of course Duluth. Hi there. Thanks, Rook. Yeah, you know, we are dealing with some mild conditions out there. We're going to stay mild today, dry and warm tomorrow for your St. Patrick's Day. Sunday does bring in a few more clouds, but out the door this afternoon, we're at 35 degrees right now at the airport, and we should see that warm up, continue to warm up to around 40 degrees this afternoon. Now, we do have some clouds that will move through from time to time, but they'll clear back out overnight tonight with light winds and a low of 24 degrees. Now, Saturday, again, as I mentioned, is looking beautiful. Any outdoor activities, we should reach a high near 50 degrees with mostly sunny skies and light winds. On Sunday, the clouds move back at us. will be partly sunny. Highs will jump up still in the upper 40s. And then looking ahead into next week, we'll have sort of an up and down with our temperatures. First, we'll be on the down slope. We'll see Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with high temperatures generally in the middle and upper 30s. On Tuesday, there is a chance for a little rain-snow mix moving through. Won't amount to much, just some flurries or drizzle. And then ahead of that, we'll warm back up. Starting on Thursday and Friday of next week, we should reach highs in the upper 40s, low 50s. And there's potential here, guys. The following weekend, I know it's a long ways out, but uh, something to keep on the calendar that we could have another storm system impacting the state. And right now, everything's up in the air. We could have rain, snow, everything's on the table at this point. All right, Sam, thank you. Thanks. Uh, At least six people are dead in the uh, bridge collapse in Florida, right? Mm, Okay. But I read there are eight vehicles still uh, that have not been examined. Wow, okay. So those people are presumed dead. Uh, search and rescue crews in Miami work through the night. Uh, police say eight cars were trapped underneath. Maybe, maybe, maybe they have recovered all the bodies. I don't know. I shouldn't say there'll be more. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's tough to account. I mean, you don't, if you're, if you live there, you can't account for somebody just not being home. I wonder how many people didn't make it home that night. CBS News has learned two of the firms that built the bridge have been accused of unsafe practices. One of the companies, the FIG Bridge Group, also designed and built the Interstate 35W bridge replacement in Minneapolis Hmm. after the previous bridge went down in 2007. 
killing 13 people. Fig also designed the St. Croix Crossing Bridge and the Wabasha Bridge in St. Paul. Okay. Now, uh, that's not to say they're going to collapse. Right. Uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting note that uh, three principal bridges right here in the metro uh, were designed by uh, the same outfit that uh, apparently was involved in the design of this pedestrian bridge. Now, there's got to be a distinction between design and construction, I would imagine. In other words, oh, sure. they're not designing bridges that fall. They, uh, right. Apparently, what was happening there, they were, uh, what, strengthening or, or uh, tightening cables. Right. And something went terribly amiss. And the next thing you know, the cars underneath waiting at a red light were completely flattened. I've driven over the new St. Croix Bridge. It's lovely. I have as well. I, I, I really like it. Yeah, it's a, it's really interesting. It's going to change the complete <laughs> feel of going to Stillwater on a, a Saturday afternoon when it's you know 80 degrees and gorgeous out. You, know, you won't have that um, commotion. Well, it, well, it, might, it might make it possible to go to Stillwater. Is what you're saying, right? Right. There'll be so much less. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just gonna. It's gonna be a different vibe. Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, there's nowhere to go really uh, when when you cross it. <laughs> it just you're, then right. you're in Wisconsin. The, I guess the development hasn't really happened yet. Well, see, it will probably. That probably. You know, will. it's um, it's I it just when I drove across it, I expected to see some type of development, maybe a couple of convenience stores. Uh, maybe some other stores that were out there just to... But you know, many uh, many news sites have video of the exact moment the pedestrian bridge fell in Miami. I don't want to watch that. I don't either. I don't watch that. No. Why would I watch that? I'm I not would, watching I would it. watch it, not to... Just because of, because of the facts that it happened. I don't want to see any gory details, but... Well, you won't see anything, but you'll know <clears throat> precisely what happened. Because... There are these cars waiting at a red light, and then, then, then those cars aren't at there a split anymore. Second, but it, it's kind of analogous to the point you were making yesterday about those two psychopaths' YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that just they, they're so curious that they want to watch that kind of stuff. Oh, the uh, the videos, especially in the tabloids, uh, what you can get offered uh, is just uh, tawdry as hell. I, I just uh, I, I just don't understand it. Mm. But you know what? We're in a cultural decline in in uh, in virtually every institution that we have: uh, judicial, political, business, uh, law enforcement, uh, the academy. Could this? Uh, okay, I, I, newspapers. And you're you're painting a a gray, uh, grim picture. But the turnaround is: Are we getting to a point? Where the line is in the sand has been drawn, but we're finally going to say we're pushing back now. Has th- it gotten this I, low? I, I think I, I want to talk about St. Catherine's University in the two o'clock hour. I hinted at that earlier, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think that, that that that's a line in the sand. What happened there? And I tip my hat to the Star Tribune for writing it because that's a ray of hope that that a school that a newspaper. Uh, basically, it's a, basically a story of how St. Kate's uh, decided to not have a leadership conference because they didn't, uh, the people who ended up uh, being asked to do it all were uh, basically white. And so the school said, no, we don't want that. We have to have diversity. And that that's part of 
modern newspapering, it's part of the narrative to uh, to uh, be pro-diversity. And so for the Star Tribune to have done this, I think, is a great ray of hope. And it was a well-written story, Mara Lerner. And uh, I was astonished to read it. Uh, I reached some conclusions that I have uh, not previously reached about the failed academy. Okay, well, I'm, maybe this is our... Uh, we'll listen to you next hour, but this might be the pushback, the start of the pushback. Well, there, I'm unaware that there's any pushback, except I find it extraordinary, and you'll you'll know why in a few minutes. I find it uh, very positive that a Twin Cities newspaper took this on. Well, this and, goes against the grain of the narrative okay. to take this on. Uh, along with that, what you just cited earlier this hour, uh, the students that didn't want to protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, one student gets uh, suspended because he didn't think politics should be involved, and he didn't know what side to be on. Right, and the other kid in New Prague gets his sign taken away under right. some phony baloney lie told to him about a policy he didn't adhere to, which was B as in B, S as in S. Uh, the academy is failing because the academy is not teaching people uh, how to think. They're teaching people what to think. And uh, well, we'll get into it with the St. Cage thing. I, I don't anticipate... Uh, that the students there are going to be capable of of uh, drawing a line because they they've been brainwashed into this nonsense, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's it's absolutely a, it's the most critical look at a failed institution that I've come across, and we've been we've been following the failed academy not that long. What a year or two, maybe to the point where you called me this morning, yeah, with an excited tone in your voice. Not saying, excited. Oh, what, not concerned. No, no. Uh, 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 an eager. Yeah, you couldn't wait to get on the air. Yeah. Well, just a minute. Okay. We'll uh, got to take this break, and we'll get to it. He's always fooling around. of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I'm glad I didn't go uh, overboard yesterday uh, on the Tiger Woods bandwagon. Why is that? Well, he's, you know, he's, he's considerably off the lead now. The lead is 11 under. He's at, he's at minus three. He's lost one today. That's my latest news. I don't know. I haven't been able to glance at it lately. Uh, but uh, everybody jumped on it. He, he's he's back and he's healthy, uh, but he's still, you know, forty two years old, and he's competing against the monsters he's created, mm-hmm. uh, all of whom are as fit, if not fitter, than he ever was. All of whom can hit the ball farther, if not as far, if not farther than he does. And you know his uh, his uh, fallibilities are uh, evident. I mean, he misses fairways and here and there, and uh, it's it's fun. It's fun that he's back in the hunt. TV, TV must love it. Love it. Yeah, and sure. I guess we all fall for the comeback stories, don't we? Did Nike drop him, or is he still? I have no idea. Remember, they had a huge contract with him. Yeah, he's minus three, so he's been missing a lot of birdie chances, and he's dropped one. Uh, today. Uh, I'm sure he'll make the cut. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 35.